0: Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Big Thursday. Big Thursday night show. Here we are. <clears throat> big Thursday night show. Um, What's going on? There's a lot going on. There's a ton, ton going on. A lot happened today. First, I guess I have to mention... Uh, in case you haven't heard, in case you haven't heard, Mr. Murder is guilty of murder. Mr. Murder, we find Mr. Murder guilty. Probably if your last name is Murder. I know they say Murder, Murder. It's really Murder. Mr. Murder, don't commit murder if your last name is Murder. It just doesn't, it's not, you know, I don't think it helps. And so Alex Murder was guilty of Murder. Guilty of murdering his wife and his son. There were so many people. This is like, um, this once again proves how full of crap the experts are, how bad the expert. If you're, you don't an, want to be called an expert. That's why I'm not an expert at anything. I don't want to be called an expert at anything. Once you're called an expert at something, it means you're an idiot and you're really nothing about it. But you've convinced a lot of people. You've convinced a lot of people you're good at something even though you're really not. So we saw it with the experts in COVID. We've seen it with the experts with the Ukraine war. We've seen all these experts, 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 right? Masks are good. Vaccines are great. Uh, Lockdowns work. Uh, Ukraine's going to win, going to take over Russia. They're always wrong. So I'm watching, you know, I watch these trials, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm not really big into it. I'm not one of those people that tunes into C-SPAN or whatever it may be and watches the fucking trial 24-7. And, uh, so there were a lot of people, there were a lot of experts out there who were saying the guy's going to be found not guilty. I'm, I'm so I'm so worried. I'm so worried. Not guilty. Not guilty. The prosecution was terrible. The defense has been brilliant. Not guilty. Well, it took the jurors like about 10 and a half seconds to find him guilty on both counts. And um, and he is going as I as I, I I'm, I'm right about I must be. I don't know if I'm a genius or clairvoyant, if I've got a, a gift I don't want to say on loan from God. Someone else said that. Um, a talent on loan from God. But it was, it's like I've been right about everything. And I knew the guy was going to be convicted. Of, of They had me thinking I was nuts. They had me thinking I was nuts. I knew the guy was guilty, and, and he was found guilty. I think it was less than three hours of deliberation, probably just dotting the I's and crossing the T's when you have a, a verdict that's fair. They, they all knew going in what they were going to – there was no real deliberation. They all knew they were going to convict the guy. So he's he's going to jail, Mr. Murder is going to jail for murder. Um it it understand this. And there were so many people out there and this is I don't it's it it's, it's confounding to me how the experts can say yes, but he was so good. Um he was so good on the on the stand that he's going to be the the jurors will be convinced, well, he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. He's a sociopath. And we've talked about this, but how many times in this show have we talked about this? The experts, I guess, don't listen to me. Maybe they should. That sociopaths are great at lying. They're great at lying. That's what makes them sociopaths. That's the talent they have to lie, and lie convincingly. And so, especially when you have a defense team like this, you know, and you practice this ahead of time, and it was all practiced. So, sociopaths can lie, they can cry. Oh, my God, he cried. It means he didn't commit murder. I mean, how stupid do you have to be? Really, how stupid do you have to be? So everyone who's able to cry, everyone has the, that, talent, that acting talent, they can do whatever they want, right? <laughs> because they must be innocent. So he's crying, and this and that, and it's all bullshit. Um, the guy's a real triple A Cola. I mean, this guy, this guy. You know, I, I normally don't believe in the death penalty, but I'm starting to believe in it more now. But... I, I believe in the death penalty. The problem with the death penalty is it's not applied right. Right? There's an injustice when it comes to racial injustice. There, you find we found we've done studies, and uh, it's been shown that black people are executed many more, than, much more than white people, and that it hasn't been a deterrent crime. Crime has not gone down in areas where there's a death penalty. It's not lower, and that's because it's done all wrong. First of all, it has to be applied equally. It has to be applied equally. That might be a very tough thing to do, but it has to be applied equally. And also, it needs to be public, the way it was in the Old West. You see, in the Old West, they would hang people. And they wouldn't just hang black people. They'd, they'd, in fact, they'd hang mostly white people. They'd, hide, they'd, they'd be, You've seen the Old West where they where they hang white gangs, like four or, four or five of them, a gang in one shot. But they did it publicly. And when you do it publicly, like a big spectacle, that gives other people who might commit crimes pause. Because it's a public spectacle. Everyone sees it. The death penalty we have it now is not applied right. It's there's racial inequality, and and it's all done you know behind closed doors. You, you hear about it the day after. Oh, they executed this guy yesterday. It's not a public thing anymore. And I'm getting more into the idea of we need a hang we need hang them high DAs, literally, literally hang them high, and that will that will be a deterrent. In the old west, that was a deterrent. You don't want to see yourself up there with the noose around your neck at any time, but it was public and everyone saw it. And it was written about in the in the papers. So I I was always against death penalty, but I, I, I'm kind of especially with how bad crime is these days. I'm starting to I'm starting to think twice about it. I'm starting to think twice about it. But anyway, if let's put it this way, if I were for the death penalty, if I was totally on board with it, which I'm not yet, um, I, this guy would be top of the list. This guy would be. Top of the list. Top of the list. Um, a real sick man, real, real sick. That, and people didn't understand. Another thing that the expert said was, "Yeah, but they're not gonna." It doesn't make any sense. Wait a minute. The defense is—you don't have to come up with a motive, by the way. But the defense came up with the prosecution came up with one anyway, which that all these burdens were happening. Right? He was a financial burdens, and he was going to go to jail, and he was he was ripping people off. I mean, the guy was a total shkivuz, total sickola and um all these pressures led to him killing his wife and his son to try to take the pressure off him and put sympathy on him you see try to make people sympathetic to him people are like come on that is so crazy well yes that, like crazy people do crazy things so you got to get in the mind of a crazy person you got to get into the mind of someone with no morals no ethics no values a total sociopath psychopath who says well what am you know I, Someone like this who's wealthy and a big name and a big shot, who's always used to getting away with things and things are starting to happen where it looks like he's not going to get away with it. And he says, well, what am I? What do I what do I do? I have to I have to I have to make people sympathetic towards me. I have to make everyone's hating me. Everyone's going to hate me. I have to make it. And so he kills his wife and kid to try to make people feel sympathetic towards him. In a very nutty way, believing that's going to alleviate and get rid of all his other problems. So you got to get inside of a crazy man's head. And if you get inside of a crazy person's head, then I guess it makes sense. Right. Then you can see the motive. But the guy is so sick. I mean, it's such a sick thing. It's just a sick thing, a sick way to think about alleviating your problems. So he th- <laughs> you kill your wife and, and son to alleviate your pro- it's sickness. I and mean, the guy's a sick person. But he's a he's a great sociopath as far as being able to try to fool people right into believing um That it, it, he didn't do it, right? And so he cries and he cries and he cries and he says, "I would never do such a thing," and so on and so forth. And the experts go, "Oh, I think the jury's going to at least one person's going to believe that." Well, nobody believed it, and so he's going to jail. But once again, I just I, I can't get over how how wrong the experts have been on everything. They can't get anything. They can't get the weather right. They can't even get a, they can't get a weather forecast right. They can't do anything. What do we have experts for? What do you have to go to school for? What do we have experts for? Supposedly, m- most of them went to school for that subject that they're that they claim or they're labeled as being an expert on, a- and yet they're always wrong. They're always wrong, and the people who aren't experts are always right. So maybe it's about living in a vacuum, right? Living in such a in, in such a um, insulated world that you really. You don't see the full picture. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it comes down to. That's why it's great to be a jack of all trades and a master of none a renaissance man or woman or it, however you want to say. Because then you're not locked into this vacuum-sealed world in one subject where you can't seem to see what's going on outside your very myopic view of things. This is what they talked about with COVID which is when something like that happens, you need a panel of people to discuss what could possibly be done. You need doctors, but then you need teachers, and then you need students, and you need parents, and you need the regular Joe off the street, and you need other people to talk about. You need sociologists, you need philosophers, you need a whole bunch of people. You can't just have people who are just concerned with a virus, concerned with a lab, concerned with a microscope. You need to have people from all walks of life who are going to be affected and understand how others are going to be affected by these decisions. That's what you need. And the unfortunate thing, that that's what our jury system is, right? It's not 12 legal experts. It's not 12 experts in guns. It's not 12 experts in sociology or psychology. It's 12 people from all different walks of life who bring all their knowledge and all their common sense together. That's what we need for everything. We need like a panel of, of, of our peers for all of this stuff, including when it comes to how you deal with a virus or how you deal with anything that happens. Start with this myopic vision thing where you just have one group of so-called experts. We call them experts, right? Because you see, what, you see where it gets you. They're always wrong. And it's not, look, with something like this, with this Murdoch thing, they're wrong. It's fine. That's almost like sports betting. It doesn't matter. The experts had no say in what happened, so it doesn't matter. The jurors had the say. That is exactly how we need to do something like COVID from now on. We need to have the ex- those, 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 those myopic experts talking about the people deliberating. But the people who are deliberating on what has to happen have no idea what they're saying, have no access to the media, have no access to slant, have no access to bias, and just bring their own personal knowledge and belief systems into a room and decide what needs to be done. Therefore, the experts will have no real, they can have their opinion, like Fauci can have his opinion, but he has no outcome on what happens. Just like these experts on the Murdoch trial, talking on TV, had their opinions, They they were allowed to give their opinions, but they had no power to decide what happened. And this jury was right. They did the right thing. Most of the time, they will. 999 times out of 1,000, they will. So that's what happened. The system works. But this is the kind of system we should apply to everything. People from all walks of life who know how it's going to affect them and people like them. That's what needs to happen. Now, getting away from Mr. Murder. Mr. Murder, we find Mr. Murder guilty of murder. No kidding. All right. So... My favorite person, that's uh, sarcastic in case you didn't catch the sarcasm. My favorite person, Gavin Newsom, tweets today. By the way, Gavin Newsom is concerned with everything but California. His state is a shithole. It's like the bottom of education, crime, homelessness, garbage in the streets. It's number one in piss in the streets and shit in the streets. Garbage in the streets, masks on the streets, littering the streets, going into the sewer system, going into the ocean, killing animals. It's, it's number one in all those things. California's number one in all the worst things and number 50 in all the best things. Yet he's consider- he, he's obsessed with other states. He's uh, uh, apoplectically obsessed with other governors and other states. Half of his tweets are about other states, as though his state is like the shining star. Perfect. Everything's great. Economy's fantastic. No homeless. And so he tweets this today. Tennessee has the eighth highest murder rate in the nation. That's probably false because he said it. It ranks 44th among states for health outcomes. That's probably a lie because he said it. And this is what the governor is focused on. So he puts a a, a, a tweet from the Associated Press, which said Tennessee's Republican governor, Bill Lee. Hey, everyone's a Lee Lee. I'm a Lee. You're a Lee. We're a Lee Lee. Signaled drag show restrictions into law on Thursday, making it the first date to severely limit the performances um, amid conservative outcry. So Newsom tweets that because he knows the people in California, his his people are so fucking dumb, they'll believe that Lee actually doesn't want drag. He hates drag. So you can't, if you're an adult, you can't go into a, you can't go into it. First of all, Nashville is like open air. Nashville, everyone's moving to Nashville, by the way. Guess where from? Uh, California. I know so many people who are moving to Nashville. From California and New York. So Gavin Newsom is losing people to Tennessee. This is what bothers him, of course. So but Nashville's like music and Opry and go and you know, you got the people say there are people hanging out the window drinking and eating and there are people are drunk and they have cowboy, you know, it's 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 like a happen in town. It's not a it's not a conservative little sealed up town. It's like New Orleans. But what Bill Lee wants and what conservatives are trying to do now is stop people doing drag in front of eight-year-olds that's what they want to do so when they say restricts drag performances it means not have drag performances for kindergartners that's basically what it means not have drag performances for people who can't go into bars not have drag performances for people who are not aged to drink people not have drag performances for those who aren't of age to go into a nightclub where these things often happen okay i know like Let's go back to a time, a, lo- a time long, long, long ago, like uh, eight and a half years ago. You wouldn't even think about this. Of course you're not doing, kids don't, don't, don't go to drag shows. Of course not. That's for adults. It's adult, drag is adult entertainment. Adult, believe me, I've gone to some. It's always adult, whether the way they're dressed, the way they talk about sexuality, the jokes they do. It's always adult. Okay. Their, their names are like, I'm a cunt. A, a, a list of bitch it's not for fucking kids so that's what tennessee wants to do that's what tennessee wants to do. they want to make sure that children aren't sexualized by pervert liberals by pervert democrats that's the bill but gavin newsom because he's such a fucking slimy son of a bitch spiteful cunt himself posts this knowing what the bill is he's not a dumb guy he's a sleazy guy He's a greasy, sleazy snake oil salesman. He is the hair gel king of California for a reason. But he knows his people are so dumb they'll believe it. The Democrats, who he appeals to in California and around the country, not just California, will believe that Billy is an awful right winger who wants to limit drag so gay people have to suffer. How fucking stupid. That's not what it is. Drag shows have been around forever. Why didn't Republican governors do this 20 years ago? Why didn't Republican governors do this 20 years ago? Because they weren't doing drag shows in front of children. There are several videos I've seen over the last few days where, yes, they're actually doing drag shows in front of children and the drag performers have half their ass hanging out and they're wiggling it in front of the eight-year-old's face. If you think that's okay, you're a fucking whack job. You should be locked up. You should be nowhere near kids if you think that's okay. Okay? There's no reason. So my question is, why do Democrats want to sexualize kids? Why do they want to end the innocence of children when, when they're just, the innocence is going to end anyway? Innocence always ends. Childhood always ends, naturally. Usually you might get 15, 16 years of it. These, these days, maybe 14, 15 years of it. Why can't they just let kids be kids? Why must they sexualize kids? Why must they throw sex in kids' faces? Well, there are a couple of reasons. I have outlined this. One is some of them are very sick people. And they want to push their sickness on others to make them feel normal. We've talked about this with masking, right, and and things like that. But also, I think another part of it is a lot of these liberals just truly believe this is like the way to be. This is like open-minded, open children's minds to these kinds of things at a very young age. That's their belief system. That's their fucking belief system. We see this. We see porn books in public schools. Porn books. Books about Johnny wants to become Jilly in fucking middle school, in elementary school. We just saw an instance of a young boy, I believe he was seven or eight, going to his school library and finding this book about, you know, two boys fucking or kissing whatever the fuck they would do. And he brings it up to the, to the, to, to the librarian. And the librarian is like, Giddy, oh, I'm so glad you're checking this book out. By the way, you have two more like this. And, and the kid says, no, I'm bringing it home to my father. I want to show my father what you're doing. And the librarian turned purple. The librarian was like, like they've seen a ghost. They couldn't believe, oh my God, oh my God, an adult's going to see what we're doing. A parent's going to see what we're doing. But the fact is the librarian was so excited that the six-year-old was going to read a book about Johnny and Billy fucking. What the hell is that? The kid will learn about that himself. And if the parents want to talk about that with the child, they have the right. But no, of course, unless you're a sick fuck parent, you're not going to talk about that with your eight-year-old. But eventually, the boy will find out about it if he wants to. Eventually, he'll be old enough in a few years to talk about it and discover it himself. Why do liberals want to end childhood? Why do they want to sexualize children? And like I said, governors weren't doing this a decade ago because you weren't seeing this a decade ago. But now you are. And this is what I've talked about before. We've given the left too much. We haven't said no. It's like a child, you want to bring up childhood, it's like a child you don't say no to. They never learn to take the word no, they never can deal with the word no, and they want more and more and more. We have never just said, you know what, you sick fuck? No. No! We've never said that. We've never said no to them. No, you can't have that. No, we're not going to wear your mask. No, we're not going to take your vaccine. No, we're not going to lock down. No, we're not going to close our businesses. No, we're not going to give you special rights. You can have equal rights, but you're not going to have special rights. No, 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 no. We've never said the word no to them. So the left takes more and more and more. So the LGBTs take more and more and more. That's the problem. We have to start saying no. Stop emboldening them to want more and more and more and more and more. Because this is what happens. This is what happens. They get to the point where they want everything. They want it all. And it's ruining our children. It's it's really hurting kids. It's really hurting kids. It really is. It's one thing if adults are hurt, right? It's one thing if a, if adults are do something that's hurtful to them. They have they are of age to do that. They can they can make their own decisions. But when you start imposing this stuff on children, that's a huge problem. When you start imposing this stuff on children, that is the problem. And that's when we have to just simply say, we're not doing this anymore. We're not allowing this anymore. We're going to stop this. We're going to stop this. And, and sleazy, slimy Democrats like Gavin Newsom, in order to push their own narrative... Are not only allowing this stuff to happen, they're encouraging it to happen. And when someone tries to stop it from happening, they lie. They lie about the motive. They lie about the they lie about a bill. They lie about a bill in Florida. They lie about a bill in Tennessee. They simply lie about it. Because they're always in the see they're on the wrong side. What are they going to say? What can Gavin Newsom say? Can he come out and say no? I think a 6-year-old should should have drag shows done in front. Of. I should I think a 6-year-old a drag queen should be able to to you know to shake their butt in front of a 6-year-old. That's fine. Of course he's not going to say that. Because then people might actually realize the sick fuck he is. So they're going to disguise it. And they're going to lie about it. And they're going to twist it. Into making it look like those people are closed-minded because they don't want to sexualize children. So by then, therefore they are promoting the sexualization of children. The Democrats are promoting. Gavin Newsom is promoting the sexualization of children. And at some point we have to just stop this because this is like incredibly dangerous, incredibly dangerous. And so once again they have to the democrats and if you if you read stories about this in the in the legacy left wing media the democrats have to lie about it they have to simply lie just like no not, don't say gay never said don't say gay it said don't teach transgender don't teach sexual mutilation to, to kindergartners don't teach gender identity stuff to second graders that's what it said but the democrats can't say the truth they can't tell the truth and say is they don't talk about sexual, uh, don't don't talk about the mutilation of your bodies to second to second graders. They can't say that because then people will say, yeah, well, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. The don't the don't teach body mutilization to kindergartners bill. The Democrats can't say that. That's what it was. They can't say that, so they got to twist it around and say, oh no, it's don't say gay. Just like this. This is like, don't say drag. Don't do drag. Drag's illegal. No, drag's illegal to do... It's illegal to do a drag show in front of a five-year-old. It's illegal... It's illegal to, It's illegal for an adult to shake their fucking pussy in for their ass or their man pussy, whatever the fuck it is, in front of a two-year-old. That's what's illegal. But the Democrats can't say that. Because 99% of Americans would say... If, I agree with that. Of course not. Of course not. So they say, oh, no, they're Ill- they're 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 targeting gays by making drag illegal. Yeah, so that's as so though that's that's the gay identity drag. That's the gay identity. Don't you understand? Drag. Take drag away. Gays have no identity. This is what the straight white liberal believes. Take oh, take drag away from gays and they have no It's not fucking homophobic. There's a lot more to the gay community lifestyle than drag shows. But the straight white liberal, like the the straight white liberal is always the one, sometimes the gay white liberal, to come to the aid of the others who don't want their fucking aid. They don't want their fucking help. The white knights, the white knights, what is it called? The white knight syndrome. The white knight syndrome. I don't know what conversation you people are having in this room on the bottom, but come on. Talk. You can talk if you want. You can come on. Anyone can come on and talk. You shouldn't be afraid of me. I don't think. Although I do prefer to be feared than respected. Isn't that a line from the Bronx tale? I'd rather be feared than respected. Something like that. Yeah. No, feared than loved. You got to be respected. I'd rather be feared than loved. Ay, ay, ay. Mommy, for my birthday party, can I get La la Toya Cunt, La la, la Twista Cunt to come see me? I mean, come on! Stop trying to sexualize children. Stop trying to take innocence away from child children. The world will take their innocence away from them eventually anyway. That's the way the world works. Let them have it for a few fucking years. You sick bastards. Speaking of a sick bastard, uh, Lori Lightfoot um, lost, right? And uh, it took her about uh, thirty-five seconds to blame racism and gender. So the same, this is the this is the democratic. Of course, we know she's full of shit, but this is the democratic logic because there will be Democrats out there who say, "You go, girl! You go, girl!" Um. So the same people who put her in office now all of a sudden hate women and, and blacks, all those people who put a black woman in office four years ago, all of a sudden they became racist and sexist in four years. How fuck? How stupid are Democrats, really? Can you get any dumber if you believe this stuff? Could you get any dumber if you believe this stuff? Why does a black man have the, have the, have the best chance to win next month if everyone's so racist? So all those black people in Chicago, which is what was it ninety percent black, they they're all they're all racist now. She's such an idiot. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh, good, she didn't show up. She didn't show up. That's good. Sixty-one percent of Chicago residents disapproved life with his mayor. There's so many it, 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 cities are majority black. Sixty-one percent. Disapprove of her. They're all racists. They're all racists. All racists. <sighs> Democratic Chicago mayor lawyer Lightfoot blamed racism and her gender for her landslide defeat in her reelection bid as Chicagoans weary of the rising crime on her watch celebrate her fall from political rock star to rock bottom. I'm a black woman in America, of course, she replied when asked by a reporter if she had been treated unfairly. But she called being Chicago's mayor the honor of a lifetime. So it was her honor of a lifetime to be mayor of the people she just called racists and sexists. Regardless of tonight's outcome, we fought the right fights. blah, blah, blah. Amid heavy criticism for the crime wave, homelessness, and other troubles plaguing the city, the mayor also injected race into the run-up to the election of course she did i'm a black woman let's not forget lightfoot 60 told the new yorker in the piece certain folks frankly don't support us in leadership roles in chicago Tribune, well certain folks like me certainly don't support them in leadership roles just because they're black yes if she means putting them in leadership roles just because they're black and they got a vagina i'm 100 percent against that The so chicago tribune called the loss a political embarrassment and argued that sky- that crime skyrocketed under her watch I'm a black woman in America. Of course, she said, this is why they don't want me. That's why they don't love me. I'm a black woman in America. Life for campaign for mayor in 2019 by arguing crime was too high. She did a great job. It went up like 130% in her four years. But homicides from gun violence dramatically spiked in 2020 and 2021 from 500 murders. So it went from 500 murders to 804 in two years. Uh, Carjackings went up like 200%. Grand Theft Auto, all these numbers. This is. But the, the reason but that's not that's not it It's not because the people had their car jacked or were shot dead or knew someone that was shot dead or, or the homeless or, or the score the stores that closed on Michigan Avenue. that's not why she was uh, kicked out. She was kicked out because she's black and a woman Just like the the one in, in New Orleans who's facing a recall will probably be recalled uh, also uh, blames uh, race that's why she remember she said she had to fly first class because a black woman can't fly coach. She said it's not safe for a black woman to flying coach these days. That was her reasoning. This, this, These are the psycho fucks that we have running the Democratic Party. These people are crazy. But they're crazy and they're emboldened by the fact that we've never said no to them. As I said earlier, we've said yes to them too much. We've given them too much. We've given them too much, them too much satisfaction. And this is what happens when we give them too much satisfaction. We have to start saying, no, you're not getting your way. Do you take your tantrum Take your fucking tantrum when I don't come in with a mask. You're not having your way. Get bent. That's what we need to say. This is what we need to start saying. Oh, speaking of... Ma- I'll, get to the, I'll, get to, I'll get to the mask story. I, almost, I was almost remiss. I was covering so much stuff. I was going to cover so much stuff today. I almost forgot the, the next mask story. So, as I have said... Getting off Lori but She's gone anyway. She's gone. Um and uh, if she wants to believe it's about her race or her gender good for her goodbye goodbye aloha on the steel guitar honey um so as i have said many times i've said this many times and people laugh at me they go oh my oh my when i say that masks should now be illegal yes masks should now be illegal in stores if nut jobs want to wear them in in public outdoors that they can do it for the rest of their miserable lives i don't care but masks should be illegal in stores. Well, Mike, why should masks be illegal in stores? Well, what we're seeing are a lot of thieves and criminals, of course, going into stores with masks on, not because they're afraid of COVID, because they don't want their faces to show. So they're using it. Now, in the old days of uh, pre-March 20, those olden days of three years ago, if someone came into your store with a mask, you'd get your shotgun out. You'd be ready. you go, what the fuck? If someone came into a bank with a mask, they actually couldn't. They had to take the mask off because it would be assumed if someone before March of 2020 came into a bank with a mask that they were, you know, either Bonnie or Clyde. So they pushed the button to get the police there. And, and if you go into a you know, bodega with a mask on before March of 2020, the bodega owner would have his gun ready. But since then, it's become normalized, right? It's normalized. In fact, for a a good period of time, you were not allowed. You were not allowed to go into a a establishment without a mask on. But people are still, even though the mandates are gone, people are still who want to commit crimes going into stores with masks on. Because it's still – because people are still doing it. It's not seen as abnormal. No one takes notice that they are a criminal. No one is worried because so many people are still wearing masks. Law-abiding citizens are still wearing masks. So the criminal element is using that to their advantage. The criminal element loved when – the, when the mask mandate came on, began, the criminal element loved it. They loved it. They, it was orgasmic. They oh, my God, we can go into banks and stores now with masks on and rob them and the security footage can't show our faces? Yeah. So I have said that masks should now be illegal in stores. In establishments, masks should be illegal. People have gone, oh, Mike, no, no, <laughs> no. Well, uh, with all the crime going on in New York, um, and you'll see it now. You'll see on the video footage, right? Whenever there's a video, nine out of ten times there's video footage of someone robbing a store and they have a mask on. They have a surgical mask or a COVID mask on. Um, and the police are now finally noticing this in New York, right, right? The police are noticing in New York that every robber has a mask on, has a COVID mask on. <laughs> and so uh, yesterday, if I can pull up the video, I will. If not, I'll just talk about it. Uh, I, I, you know, I post so many videos. I post so many videos. It's amazing that I lose my my, 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 my place when I want to share it. Oh, look at this. This is, I'm sorry. I'm just getting back to a video I shared from a recent family-friendly drag event Geared towards babies in England. This is a, this was on the libs of TikTok. They shared it. This is a, a family friendly drag event geared towards babies, babies in England. And it's a drag, it's a, it's someone in drag in a, in a fucking Speedo, in a Speedo with their ass cheeks hanging out, rubbing it in front of little infants' faces. Very normal. Gavin Newsom likes that. Gavin Newsom thinks that's fine. He thinks that's fine, Gavin Newsom. He thinks it's 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 uh, it's it's too redneck to outlaw that. Here, here we go. Here we go. Okay, this is, uh, yeah. Uh, NYPD asks shop owners for help in crime-fighting efforts. So, if I can pull the video up, I'll play the video. Then I'll talk about it. And this is from this is recently from uh, I guess a store that was robbed in uh, in New York City.
1: Of a tough conundrum. Cops asking them to urge customers not to wear COVID masks inside the stores like they've done for three years. If there's a robbery, and there are many these days, surveillance cameras could record the faces. Well, many owners worried they'd face confrontations with customers if they did that. But how else to help fight crime? Here's Salvia's news reporter Anthony Carlo. Shop at your own risk, says Norma Jean. They have to try to do something. To try to bring the crime down because it's out of control. I don't remember it being this bolded in your face. It doesn't get much more bold than this robbery at Diamond Collect in Flushing on February 22nd. Exclusive video showing the suspects casing the joint before ambushing and beating a 79-year-old female employee. Police say they're having trouble identifying suspects who target stores because they're wearing masks. Now, urging store owners to be proactive in the crime fighting effort. We're asking the businesses to make this a condition of entry that people, when they come in, they should show their face. Bronx Bodega owner Francisco Marte is no stranger to crime. I, being myself, shot three times but he says this latest guidance from the nypd puts business owners in a bad spot that would be great yes everybody come with their face up so the camera can see we all can see but we can no force them to take off the mask that Marte says will lead to confrontation with customers who still want to mask up because of covid they will be like kind of offended because like I feel it's like my own way of like feeling safe. Now, Marte tells us he's taking measures into his own hands, planning on upgrading his surveillance system to include facial recognition technology. Now, he does anticipate some pushback, but he says this will be a much more effective tool in combating crime. But some shoppers say the NYPD's new guidance makes sense. People come inside the store and. You can't see anything but their eyes. Hoping businesses will abide and criminals will be deterred. It's time for us to be safe. Be safe again.
0: Daniel, I know Daniel is laughing. I can hear him laughing all the way. All the way here, I can, I can hear Daniel laughing. Look at the conundrums these stupid liberals get themselves into. Look at these ridiculous conundrums these Democrats get themselves into. Now they're in a position where they have to – hey, why don't they just mandate you can't – wait a minute. They had no problem mandating you had to wear them, right? So now with criminals <laughs> with criminals <laughs> um, being emboldened by this and wearing it so they get away with it, so they can't bear identified, why can't they mandate you can't wear them? I don't get it. If they can, uh, Someone needs to explain this to me. If they could mandate for three years that you have to wear masks to go into an establishment, why can't they mandate that you can't wear masks? Going into a nostalgia. I don't get it. Wait a minute. So then they don't want to inconvenience the crazy people who still want to wear masks, but they had no problem inconveniencing us normal people who didn't want to wear masks. I don't, I don't get it. Somebody needs to explain that to me. Why can you inconvenient normal people like me who didn't want to wear masks by mandating I wear it, but you don't want to inconvenient nutty people who still want to wear masks? That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. So they had no problem with the possible confrontations from normal people like me, which happened when masks were mandated. But they're worried about confrontations from nut jobs who wear masks now. Well, the difference is is very is very is very simple. The difference is simple. This is the simple one. They want to control you they want to control you not for a not for a reason that actually benefits society but for a reason that benefits them this would actually benefit society right cuz criminals have to show their faces which means they would get caught or they're less likely to commit crimes but they don't care this doesn't this 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 particular kind of a, of a mandate or an edict does not benefit them It it benefits society, but not them personally on a power, being on a power trip. And also, they're in a tough situation because then they'd be admitting they were wrong, right? Then they would be admitting this was all bullshit and it only did more harm than good, that these mask mandates did more harm than good. So they can't do that. So you see, the liberal has put themselves in a position here now, as as liberals always put themselves in awkward positions. Well, they're actually (laughs) the absurdity behind this. The irony behind this is just so rich and deep and dripping. It's dripping with gorgeous irony that now they're telling people to stop wearing masks. (laughs) And you're going into a store, take your mask off instead of putting it on, which they told us for three years. Because what do you know? Criminals are using it for their benefit. Oh, I never would have guessed that would have happened. You go back three years and I never would have guessed that. I only said it 35,000 fucking times. But I'm no expert. How, How was I right again? How was I right again? It's very lonely being right all the time. It's incredibly lonely being correct all of the time. But that has been the situation here lately. There's another big thing going on here, which is um, House Republicans want to give January 6th. What they want to do, what the House Republicans want to do, is they want to release all the January 6th tapes. And they want to make sure the defendants. You know this is another thing Democrats do you can commit crime you can loot you can rob you can rape you can pillage and you're out the next day but for those who entered the capitol and uh, stole a piece of Nancy Pelosi's gum get a hundred years in prison uh they had no trials none of them were convicted right they, there's no trials there's nothing they're like in the gulag and there's all these hours of tapes and evidence a few of them have been a few of them a few of them have gotten trials not all of them not yet and this is all this evidence, this January 6th evidence that should have been allowed, they should have been allowed to use, and the American public should have been allowed to see. But, of course, Nancy Pelosi hid it as she hid everything else that she didn't want the public to see while she was Speaker of the House, including her husband. So House Republicans are now going to provide those facing charges in connection to January 6th uh, with tens of thousands of hours of, video, of uh, video footage. And, by the way, a lot of this footage will be on Tucker Carlson next week. Uh, Because there's a lot of uh, word out there that it was Antifa and BLM and the Pelosi mafia who instigated the whole thing and wanted it to happen. And so the Republicans believe a lot of that is shown on the video, which is why Pelosi didn't want the video released. If it's not on the video, then why would she be afraid of it? Why is she afraid of the public? And why is she afraid of these people who are defendants having the right to this video? What is she afraid of? If it just shows what they say it is on the surface, then why why worry about it? Why worry about it? The move to provide the defendants with access to surveillance tapes, which is also being granted to the Fox News host, Tucker Carlson, as I said, immediately lays a uh, political and political, uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk of Georgia, Chair of the House uh, Administration Subcommittee on Oversight, who has been tasked with overseeing public requests and release of January 6th videos and file, said on Tuesday he'll consider requests for access from January 6th defendants. What I've heard is they haven't had access to some footage, book told The Hill. So again, it's a process of giving them access to terminals to review footage, and then if they actually want to put it to use in trial, go through the process to make sure there's nothing sensitive. But once again, this is two years and two months later, and these people are still called defendants because they haven't had a trial yet. But yes, they're in jail. These people need to stay in jail, right? A lot of them are just in jail, waiting. Over two years for a trial when people who rape and loot and go into Walgreens and steal a thousand dollars, maybe maybe knock someone over the head, maybe knock down a bunch of stuff, destroy the store. They're out the next day if they get arrested at all. That's Democratic justice. But Trump, but Trump, we're hurriedly but strategically putting together protocols. So hopefully we'll have things next week to where people can request access. Prosecutors and defense attorneys have had access to troves of videos and files. Uh, from January 6th, according to various other reports. Defense attorneys have access to all the materials in the Justice Department's possession, according to the uh, New York Times. So we do not that's probably not true. But according to one file, the new of house video Republicans are moving to release goes beyond what they had previous access to. The legal brief filed Monday on behalf of January 6th defendant Ryan Nichols said that his team had already obtained permission to ex- examine the totality of the new footage and asked to delay the trial. 41,000 hours is more than double the amount of CCTV footage previously thought to exist. Joseph McBride, one of the lawyers in that case, tweeted thanks to Speaker Kevin McCarthy for providing that access, which McBride claimed was denied under former Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi hid this footage from us for two years while Americans were tried and convicted prior to a single juror ever hearing the truth, McBride tweeted. Yet McCarthy, who on Tuesday endorsed the notion of allowing the January 6th defendants to have access to the footage, also confused the debate in declaring that they've already had that access, even under Pelosi. I would supply them now, but they've been supplied that. So the the, uh, discussion here, the disagreement is how much they've had access to. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how sharing would help. It might help, might not. But here's the thing. Uh, something else just came down today. We're going, oh, that guy, remember that guy who walked into Pelosi's office and put his feet up on the desk? Well, he's been convicted. He's been So that, according to Democrats, that person who walked into Pelosi's office, shouldn't have done it, put his feet on the table, certainly shouldn't have done that, is a criminal. But if you steal $1,000 worth of product from a drugstore, if you raid a drugstore, if you're a drugstore cowboy – On a daily basis, you can steal $1,000 of drugs on a daily basis. You don't go to jail. There's no reason for you to go to jail. You're not a criminal. You're not a criminal. If you assault someone in the street, no, you're not not a criminal. If you take a shit in front of someone's apartment, that's not a criminal. That's not criminal behavior. Take a piss instead of someone's – so if you take a shit in front of someone's business or a piss or set up shop with your tents and garbage and spread your germs, that's not – Criminal behavior, but if you walk into Nancy Pelosi, the great Nancy Pelosi's office, and put your feet up on the desk, oh, hang them high, baby, hang them high. These Democratic DAs, you know, when someone ends up killing three people, and you, we've seen it over and over again. We see it over and over again. All right, we get their mugshot, and we see they're 19, and they have seven, uh, they have seven felonies, right? Seven priors, and they were out in the street. Seven priors, they did 10 days in jail. This is what. That this is democratic justice. This is democratic justice. It is. You rape, you kill, you loot. Not a big deal. You put your feet up in Nancy Pelosi's office. To jail you go. People are tired of this shit. People are tired of this shit. And they're tired of, of, of... Lifetime politicians who got rich in Congress, being legal criminals or even illegal criminals in many ways, like Nancy Pelosi, hiding this stuff, hiding this stuff, hiding all this video footage. And remember, Nancy Pelosi just happened to have her... Nancy Pelosi just happened to have her. Listen to this now. So there's word that Nancy Pelosi started this. She had Antifa come up. She had BLM go there. She wanted to instigate this. Oh, that is such a conspiracy theory, Mike. Yeah, well, then why did she have her documentary filmmaker daughter there before any of it started? Why did she have her come there that morning and set up her cameras? Why? Why? Well, we know why. She had a daughter... There, because she had set this up, she had set this movie up. She had written the script, and she was ready for it to be filmed. I'm ready for your close up, Mister De- Mr. Mill. I'm ready for my close up, Mister Mill. Remember that close up of Nancy? She got her. She got her close up from her daughter. Remember, if Trump comes here, I'm gonna knock him out. I'm Nancy from Baltimore. I'm gonna knock him out. That's her Oscar. That, if they were doing the Oscars and Nancy Pelosi was not the best actress, that would be the scene they showed. I hope he comes over because I'm going to knock him out. Nancy Pelosi, best actress. It was all set up. Please. She sets everything up. thing with her husband was set up. It's all her fucking life is a setup for her to make money and, get, and gain power. She goes into Congress with $8. She comes out with $300 million. How do you do that on a $180,000 salary? How Democrats, how shit libs, how do you do that, geniuses? Well, you know, because you know the stocks and you're, you're you know, the people who you know, the people who play this game, the stock market, you have insider trading, and insider knowledge, and you make laws that help you gain prominence and and work the stock market. That's how you do that. That's how you do that. At some point, I'll get back to what I've been saying to show. We have to say no to these people. No, you're not going to get away with this anymore. No, we're not going to allow you to get away with this anymore. Period. We're not going to allow you to get away with it anymore. They've gotten away with too much. They've gotten away with too much. They become wealthy. They become rich. They become famous as a public servant. And I'm targeting Nancy Pelosi because she deserves to be targeted because she has been the queen of this. She has been the top of it. She has taken advantage of it more than anyone else for for longer than anyone else. But there are other Democrats who have done it. There are other Republicans that have done it. You don't go into public service and become wealthy, okay? It just doesn't make fucking sense. Get a fucking brain. It doesn't make sense. It's fucking should be illegal to go into public service, go in with a bank count of $10,000 and come out 20 years later with a bank count of a half million. Okay, it should be illegal. Half million, half a billion. By the way, going back to California and Governor Newsom, another another one who's only cared about himself, has been all about himself and his own image and his own wallet um, and his own power, need for power. California has the strictest gun laws, by the way, and the most mass shootings. California has the strictest gun laws, yet the most mass shootings. It's also 48th, 48th for student literacy, 48th. About a dozen homeless people die on the sidewalks every day. About a dozen homeless people die on the sidewalks every single day. And yet Newsom is focused on Tennessee. Newsom is focused on... Tennessee making a law which makes it illegal or very difficult for a drag queen to shake their ass in front of an eight-year-old in their face. This is what he cares about. This is what he cares about. But once again, and i like banging your head against the wall, this is what, this is what. He's able to get away with, because his voters are dumb, because his constituents are fucking dumb. They're dumb, privileged liberals. Most of them are privileged white liberals. Who believe because he has the letter D next to himself, and he does. The, he says this stupid shit about Republicans that aren't true. Oh, he's a hero. He's a hero. Oh, look how good looking he is. With that 25 ounces of hair gel in his head every morning. Oh, please, please, Gavin, run run for me, run for for president against run. I want to see a DeSantis Newsom race so bad. Oh, so bad. So bad. Oh my God. Please. I want his political career. Just like Lori Lightfoot's political career has ended at 60. How old is Newsom? Fifty something? His political career can be over as well. Let's end there let's end these Democrats' political careers one by one. One by one. So we talk about experts and the war experts, right, who try to uh, promote the idea. the absolutely ridiculous. Everything the experts promote are, is like bat crap crazy. It's all, you know, bat crap crazy shit. And uh, one of the things they promoted, they've tried to promote, is that Ukraine will win. Ukraine will defeat Russia. Okay? Ukraine, the mighty underdog, will defeat the Goliath Putin. The, the angel of mercy Zelensky will defeat the horrible, evil empire, Darth Vader, Putin. This is what they've tried to push. This is what they've tried to push. This ridiculous nonsense that, once again, anyone who wasn't a military expert, but with a brain and had some uncommon sense like myself, knows was garbage and bullshit propaganda from day one, when it started a year ago. So now we're seeing the media slowly but surely, surely but surely, like we've seen with COVID and everything else, that we've all been right about all along, turn on the Ukraine, turn on the idea, because now Zelensky is getting his... Once again, we we don't say no. Zelensky has a sugar daddy named Joe Biden who says yes to his little sugar boy, and uh, anytime he wants money, he gives it to him. So once again, we don't say no. If you don't say no, this is what happens. They want more and more and more. So now we know Zelensky wants to go into Crimea, and take Crimea, and he wants the U.S. to help them kill Russians, kill Russian soldiers, and invade Russian land, invade land where the majority of people are happy being Russian over the last nine years, being part of Russia. So here's a couple of headlines. as, As I played yesterday, we showed NBC. I played NBC, and how they are saying that the idea of Zelensky going in and taking Crimea is incredibly silly, stupid, dangerous, and simply not within reality. And here's a couple of headlines in the New York Times Spectator at Embassy News who were once cheerleaders for maximalist Ukrainian demands. This is from David Sachs, the owner of Call In. Um, America is in, this is from March 2nd, this is from, from today. America is in over its head. Uh, also, uh, is Putin winning? The world order is the world order is changing in his favor. There's a couple of headlines. Those are a couple of headlines from today. And as David says, and David's been on this from day one, right? He's been on the right side of this. another non-military expert who's been right from day one on this. I think there's only one way to interpret the about face. The war is not going as well for the Ukraine as the media have led us to believe. And now they're trying to backtrack out of the cul-de-sac they've led us into. A hundred percent. That's what they're doing. Without a doubt, 100%, 100%, 100%. But once again, the idea that Ukraine was going to defeat Russia is absolute bat crap crazy, and anyone with one brain cell could see that. Yet the American propaganda, pro-war propaganda machine, the left-wing Propaganda machine, and in some respects, the right-wing pro-war propaganda machine, the neocon machine, drummed got got Americans so hyped up into believing it was possible, because you'd have the expert generals on MSNBC and CNN and Fox saying they what Ukraine's winning, Russia's weak. Ukraine's strong. They're strong. Zelensky's a strong leader. They're holding back Russia. They're going to win. Keep giving. Give them another ten billion. Another ten billion. Another another ten billion will do it. No, another ten. I tell you, one more ten billion and that's going to do it. And they've got Americans to believe in this shit. We can give them. We can give them a trillion dollars. They're not going to defeat Russia. Russia's a much bigger country. A much stronger country. The military is a million times bigger. They're going to win. Eventually, they're going to win. And Putin doesn't care if it's a day, a year, or a decade. All he wants to do is systematically win. And he's going to win. So it was throwing bad money. What do they call that? Throwing bad money at bad money like the liberals love to do. It wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to happen. And at, at the worst, it could get us into World War III. Certainly, a Crimea invasion will get us into World War III, and it's weakened us. We have less money, we have less, um, we have we have less uh, ammunition to send to, to to Taiwan if China tries to invade. It's left us weaker as a country and weaker as far as our allies go. But we all knew, all us non-experts. I'm going to start a club, the proud non-experts. I'm a proud non-expert. Knew this was going to happen. We knew this. We knew at some point. Well, he won't do this because he's not going to fight himself. But I, I, my image is like Zelensky in like a room, like Scarface with a bunch of coke on the table, sniffing coke with a with a you know a bazooka. Coming out, shooting and fighting the, with the bazooka, taking as many people out as he can, being totally. Out of his fucking gourd. But in the end. Tony Montana lost. A lot of damage, but he lost. And this is exactly what's going to happen. A peace agreement will be forced. At some point, a peace agreement will be forced. Forced. Now, Joe Biden's not going to do it because Joe Biden's the sugar daddy. Joe Biden is the spineless, dementia-ridden sugar daddy of Zelensky. Buy me this daddy. Buy me a Tesla daddy. Buy me a Lamborghini daddy. Sure, here you go. But at least in the situation of a sugar daddy, usually the, 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 the boy or the girl, whoever it may be, has to do something. Put out, right? Put out, baby. Come on. What is Zelensky putting out? Nothing. He just keeps taking and taking and taking. And a real a real leader with balls would at some point say, this is it. Or this is the amount you're getting. If you can't do with that amount, I'm sorry. War sucks. And a leader with balls would say, you ain't going into Crimea. You ain't doing that. If you even think about it, if you mention it, you're not getting one more red cent. What does Biden do? Oh, no, we back him no matter what. Hey, man. Hey, Jack. William, Jack, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to see it out, Jack, to the end, Jack, even if the end is World War Three. So what happens when you have a weak leader? He is weak. Biden's weak. Trump would never stand for this shit. DeSantis would never stand for this shit. I'm not saying either of those guys wouldn't have done something, wouldn't have given some kind of support or money. But at some point, you must say, they wouldn't be like me. I wouldn't give them a red cent from day one. But at some point you have to say, no, 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 this is the line. This is the line. This is the line in the sand, sugar boy. This is the line in the sand. I'm not giving you any more. Take care of yourself from now on. Go get a job. Go get a job. But Biden's too weak to do that. He's too weak. He's too old. He's too. He's too feeble. And he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. But at some point, there'll be a, this will come to a log. And, and it, as David Sachs has said, it might be losing the media. It might be losing the media that does it, where it comes to a head where there has to be some kind of a, an agreement forged. And, and, and it's going to mean, as I've said before, the whole eastern part of Ukraine has gone to Russia anyway, anyway. So it's tough. It's tough being right so much. It really is. It's tough being – but this, this backtracking by the media is basically the same thing. It's the exact same playbook we're seeing with COVID where they now write stories saying, oh, masks never worked. Oh, those lockdowns, they never worked. Oh, the vaccines, they never – oh, those mandates didn't do anything, didn't, didn't get any – as though they are discovering this stuff now that no one has ever said before. No one's ever said this stuff before. No one ever said – Three years ago that masks weren't going to work. No one ever said the vaccines were going to be shit. No one ever said the mandates were not going to work. No one ever said the lockdowns were going to be destructive. No one ever said a year ago Ukraine was never going to win this war. No one ever said that stuff. They're just discovering it now. The preponderance of evidence. Ugh. Ugh. The enemy of the people is right. The enemy of the people 100%. They're more the enemy of the people now than they were during Trump. When he said it, they were better then. Hey, Daniel, how you doing tonight?
2: I'm OK. So did David Sachs actually say that um, that Biden could lose the media on the uh, Ukraine front? Well, yeah, he is in a way, because like I said, I read those.
0: He put up those headlines where the media is now saying that. Ukraine probably
2: can't win. Yeah, but I just don't think that there's – to, to lose the mercenary media, I just don't think that's possible. That's their job these days is to be mercenaries. And as long as they keep uh, getting the paycheck from the military industrial complex and, and the politicians that are backing that complex, they're going to keep pumping that out. Just like with COVID, they're, they're not going to – these are not going to ever lose the media, not not this media.
0: Um, it's not that it's not them, but they're more concerned with in the end looking like they're on the right side of history. You see, in the end, they want to look like they're on the right side of history and deleting everything they've said up until that point, right? Negating anything that's up in that point doesn't count, really. Daniel, it's just the fact that in the end they got it right, you know, in the end they were on the right side of it. The record books will say, in the end, the media got it right. And that's what's happening. The, 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 the evidence is now so overwhelming on these things that the American public is starting to come around and the media doesn't want to be on the outside looking in. They want to be seen as being on the right side of things, which is well, why yeah. now, you know, you wouldn't see the but a year ago, you would never see stories written about how Putin was winning or Ukraine was losing or how Crimea we shouldn't, you know, it's a dangerous and he should never, they, they wouldn't have written about that. But now they are. So that's kind of proof that they're trying to twist. You know, they're trying to turn the engine. They're they're trying to
2: turn the boat. They're trying to turn the boat around. Well, I think it's it's very similar to what happened during COVID. I mean, eventually, you know, the truth comes out. Um, For example, um, the vaccine is not preventing infection and transmission. Um, There's nothing the media could do about that. So instead, they just tried to spin it. Um, in their mercenary, in the mercenary manner that they have been acting over the last uh, three years with respect to COVID, they just try to spin it to their best advantage. Yeah, so there's going to be you know bad news that comes up with respect to Ukraine as well, and the mercenary media is going to spin it to to, to you know to their not to their advantage, but to to their um um which we call them. Uh, to, the, to those that are buying them, um, to, 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 to their bribers, for the lack of a better word, um, they're going to spend it to, the, to that advantage, just like just like they do with COVID. I mean, this this is we no longer have a functioning fourth estate. We have mercenary media at this point. Um, they are Pfizer's directly paying them uh, with respect to COVID, and you can be damn sure that the military-industrial complex is rewarding them as well. Um, it's just yeah, this is. They're they're only going to change, um, as as the, the the change isn't going to um, they aren't going to lead on with respect to the change. They are only going to react to the to the facts that uh, um, are inescapable and that they need to try to spin. That's their job as the mercenary media that they are.
0: Yeah, uh, but. It, it, look, at some point though, reality strikes. Right? At some point, that's the thing. At some point, reality strikes.
2: Yeah, but the, and, yeah, but, but yeah, I know. But the media is is just simply not doing their 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 part as the fourth estate. They aren't they are leading that charge of reality. They aren't speaking. No, no, they're, truth they're like, they to don't power. lead it. But they lead from behind. They lead from behind. Well, they manipulate from behind.
0: Yeah, yeah they manipulate from behind. Sure, they do. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, but. <laughs> The thing is, they'll run stories, like the, the story I said about the, uh, the cops in New York who t- telling store owners to not let people in with masks. I, I, can't, I can't stop laughing whenever I speak. But now you see the media is actually airing those stories, right? That people are, oh, criminals are using masks to commit,
2: criminals use masks to commit crimes, to obscure their faces. Yeah, you know, it, it, in, in many cities, um, it, it, it has all along, um, been illegal for someone to conceal their identity in public. Whether you're walking into a store or you're just in public, it's illegal to conceal your identity. In, in many cities, they have those laws. But despite those laws being on the books, um, when a mandate was issued, which had no legal authority, when, that, when these mandates, these mass mandates were issued, um, what happened? The law, which says no, ma- no concealing your identity in public, the law um is uh superseded by a something that is not lawful a mandate mm-hmm. that this just shows you know back to the mercenary media it just shows how um easily um people can, can well it's not easy i mean they put a lot of effort into it and it's a lot of hard work for the media to manipulate people on this scale worldwide um so yeah <laughs> it's not how easy people but can be manipulated but the fact that they can be manipulated when the right resources are there funding that manipulation. Yeah, well now and then they put the, they put the store owners in an
0: uncomfortable position now of being yeah. in a position where they're afraid to ask people exactly. to take their mask off because they're gonna be confronted. They're gonna have confrontations with nut jobs who want to keep their masks on.
2: Yeah. Before they, they, they felt empowered because who are they going to be confronting? They're going to be conf- confronting the ordinary citizen. Uh, and, to, and ask them to put the, the mask on, so they felt really empowered because they know Joe, Joe ordinary citizen, Joe America, Jane America, weren't going to put up a huge fight. But now they're asking criminals. Uh, yeah, the criminal came in with the express purpose of of not being nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, when these when these mandates were announced, the criminal element went. They went. They were loving it. The criminal element loved the criminal element. This is what the liberals don't seem to get, Daniel. The criminal element loves these laws that hurt the average ordinary person because it helps them, such as mask mandates. That hurt the average ordinary law-abiding citizen who didn't want to do that crap, that performative nonsense. And it helped the criminal element who can obscure their faces and commit more crime, just like the criminal element loves it when the left keeps on coming up with more gun laws so law-abiding citizens can't defend themselves from the criminal element who will get guns no matter what the laws say. You see? These laws, liberal laws help the criminal element and hurt the law-abiding citizen.
2: The the left seems to be taking a particular glee in acting in a manner that um, is in direct opposition to what everyone can observe in their ordinary uh, daily life. Um, they seem to they seem to be to love having that power to do that, and, and it, it, it's we see it in, in so many respects. We see it with respect to COVID. We with respect to the uh, transgender. I'm putting that in quotes. Um, it's uh, issue. Um, we see it with respect to Ukraine. Um, if you, you, it, it's it's blatant to anybody that's just you know has has their eyes halfway open uh, that that, that you're being manipulated um, that they are that they're telling that they're telling people that up is down and down is up it's just it's just blatant but they get a charge out of having such power to do that. I mean, to be able to tell people that reality is actually 180 degrees out of phase from from what you think it is and, and getting a significant part of the population to believe that, that is some pretty damn big power. and And they are delighting in having that power. There, you know there's there's lots of us out there that are that aren't buying it and there's and, and that happens to probably be the um more educated part of of the um of the country now uh that 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 tide is turning um but they take delight, they take delight in 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 the success of their manipulation, whether it was for good or bad. They just take into light in the fact that they can do this. And the proof that they are good at doing that manipulation is the the more bizarre the thing that they are trying to manipulate us to do, do or p- repeat, um, whether it's pronouns or whether it's flying red, yellow and blue flags on the top of uh, of uh, the Salesforce tower in you know, all the time. It's, you know, the more ridiculous they, the behavior that they can make us succumb to wearing a mask, um the, the more the delight, because it's, it's all about that, that personal power, that and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's so motivated by political hate. I've just never seen political hate like this in this country. Uh, the left loves to talk about love, not hate. I have never seen a political party more hateful than the Democrats, which is why I left the party two years ago after 48 vo- voting years. They're just filled with hate, and the hate is political hate. They sit back and they say, "You can't hate somebody for their gen- for their gender." Well, nobody hates any for their gender, and you can't hate somebody for their race. Well, none of us hate anybody for their race, but they think that the you know, it's it's total open season with respect to hate when it comes to politics.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, it's it's it's. Once again, when you talk about racism, it's the Democrats who are the most racist because they can't – everything – look at Lori Lightfoot. Everything's about racism, right? Everything's about – when they don't get their way, it's about race or gender, sexual orientation or or gender identity. It's about one of those things. It's never about the actual issue because they can't debate the actual issue at hand, Daniel. They're on the losing side. They're on the losing side.
2: (laughs) I, i've never i've never seen a party so obsessed with sex and the many as the many aspects of human sexuality i've never seen a political party so obsessed with it and why why is it in politics at all why are people why is sexuality a part of our politics at all i mean this this should simply not be part of of politics and they are just obsessed with it <laughs> and, and, and and the weirdest thing is is that who is the most obsessed with it People with blue hair that are obese that they are the ugliest people in our society—they ain't getting laid, and and <laughs> they're obsessed with sex. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and you look, look. The fact of the matter is that also talk about sex. Also, like like the sexualization of children. The sexualization of children is 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 the most disgusting thing I've ever seen before. You know, and this is this seems to be very common now among the left. Which is that it's okay to sexualize children? If you're against that, you're a bigot.
2: It's quite amazing, and as this goes back to what I was saying um, before, and that is that they 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 take delight the in the power um, that um, they display when they get people to believe, believe say, um, and and act in ways that is just ridiculous, and, and that you know, that that is such a you know, a huge display of power to just make you humiliate yourself with behaviors and having letting allowing others to others to control your speech. Uh they are just taking delight in this Mike. It's um it's got it's gotta stop. This this hate has to stop.
0: Yeah, this is like a bumper sticker. Stop the hate.
2: It's or so or nice. else it's going to it's going to eat up this, this country. It really is. Um, they they seem to they seem to not recognize um, what they are doing to to the society after all that has yeah. happened during COVID. After all the damage that they did to our country and our world with respect to that, after all the damage they did after the uh, BLM related riots um, with respect to crime, we have crime skyrocketing all over this country. After all this damage that they've done, they still don't want to pull back. They still not, do not want to pull back on this hatred of theirs.
0: No, and they don't want to have any kind of conversation. The left wants to live in their own vacuum sealed little world. That's what they want to live in. They don't And they don't want to have any debate or discussion with the other side. They don't yeah. want any debate or discussion. They don't want to even listen anymore. They don't even want to listen anymore. They just want they want to repeat each other's comments. They want to repeat each other's beliefs in that little in that little echo chamber. Not just among not just among themselves, but this is what the media, like Glenn Greenwald to the left wing media does. They all repeat the same thing that their friends were say. That's it. They repeat the same thing that people in
2: their in their vacuum sealed bubble say. Well That's they a, just point their fingers at you and this bizarre screech comes out of their mouth like invasion of the body snatchers and that that, that final scene in the movie with Donald Sutherland pointing is. his finger at people in that Yeah and that, was a,
0: that was across from San Francisco City Hall. It's yeah, perfect.
2: yeah, exactly. exactly. It How perfect. appropriate. Yeah, yeah I
0: mean, exactly. What did they know back uh, 45 years ago? That did, did they know this is what San Francisco was going to become? How did they know that in the 70s? I don't get it. But they seem to have understood that. That's the perfect place to set the body snatchers is in San Francisco.
2: No debating, just screeching. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the no debating thing that that's you know that that's extended to our our, our politics as well. I mm. mean, how many how many people uh, we we seem to have a rash this this last election cycle of people that simply didn't want to debate or just didn't debate. Yes, the politicians you
0: mean running for office? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's it. Just or, or like a Federman, you give one debate, you know, you give one debate, you know, you give one debate after there have been already two weeks of uh, early voting which, you know, Democrats vote heavily in, you know, and that's that's the problem. Once again, you could you could easily you could easily do it. If you, the, once again, the mandates the left want are the ones that don't work, you can actually mandate things that do work. Like if you're running for public office, you have to agree to a certain amount of of debates. And if you don't agree, with, if, you don't, if you don't agree to those debates, you can't run. I mean, there are, there are actual things you could do. There are actual real ways you can control things that actually make sense and help. Help the public. Pop- if you love control so much, there are ways to there are ways to express it. There are ways there are ways to be controlling where it's going to actually help the population. And, and that's you, know, you run for public office, you should agree to a certain amount of debates. It should be part of the civ- the civil discussion. It should be part of running for office. Is that the people get to see where you stand on things? How about that idea? People get to see the way you stand on things, opposed to how your opponent. Stands on things. And you have to agree to a certain amount of those situations where P- the public can get to make a real informed decision. And if you're not going to do that, then you don't run for public office. This is just bullshit. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to. And it was all Democrats was the problem. It was all one sided. Democrats were like, oh, we're, we're going to take basically the Biden blueprint. And that's what Fetterman did. The Biden blueprint of hide, hide, do the most minimum amount of debates. And, and win. That's it. Because they've won, that's a blueprint. They needed to lose. If they lost, if they didn't do debates and they lost, if they hid in their basement and lost, they wouldn't do that anymore. But because they're able, because their voters are so dumb, and the American voter is one of the dumbest voters in the world, they're able to hide in their basement, they're able to say no to debates, and no one holds it against them. They win. So, Daniel, why not keep doing it?
2: 100%. I think we should... Um... It's not a law. um, And, and you know, the fourth estate isn't going to hold them to it because, like you said, they're nothing but mercenary journalists at this point. But um, 100 percent, we need to to, we need to there's there can be no accepting of anything less than what three debates for any office. Yeah,
0: Once again, the number can be negotiated. Exactly. There has to be some kind of a minimum that you have to meet. And three is a good number. I mean, I actually want more because there are, there are usually three. See, here's the thing that bothers me. Look at the primaries. Look at the presidential primaries. There are 10 to 15 debates. That's great. But why, once we get our two nominees in the general election, are there just three? Why? Yeah. Why, why are there 12 in the primary among 10 candidates and only three in the general among two candidates? Or three if they happen to be independent, which is rare. No, there should be more. This is for fucking president of the United States, man. To use a Joe Biden youth Come on, man! This is president of the United States. There should be more than just three fucking debates.
2: It 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 really is amazing that um, that the citizens of of our country uh, do not want to get into the details of of anything. uh, Really, they rather just um, play the surface level politics of of you know screaming racist. Um, and uh, screaming transphobe uh, and other such nonsense at, at people, um, and, and see, they they just seem to. I mean, it's like it's, it's like a sporting event. They they really don't. Yeah, they they really don't care to 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 get into detailed and um, rigorous debates with with anybody. Um, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or what, but. I mean, they—they—they shut. It seems like our citizens of this country just shy in, in personal matters as well. They just shy away from debate with people. They're, they're afraid of debate. They're afraid of strong feelings. They're afraid of disagreement. So what do they do? They resort to these real superficial, surface level barbs that they trade back and forth. And, and it's, yeah, it's. Um, has it always been like this? Who knows? It, but it's really sad that it seems to seems to pervade our our culture in, yeah. in the United States. I mean, it's 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 bad in other countries too, but it seems to be particularly bad here. Absolutely, Daniel. Thanks right. for the call. I always appreciate yeah. it. Thanks.
0: Uh, w- w- one more thing. Uh, to uh, cover. Speaking of crazy people. We've been talking about a lot of crazy people today, right? So, thinking of a crazy person, someone put this up on Twitter. I've seen this, I've seen this clip many times. I'm sure you've heard it. This was from several days ago, but someone put this up on Twitter with the, with the headline, which I thought was pretty clever. An ad, an ad for homeschooling. This is just a 14 second clip. If you have, if you have those ear pods in your ear, I say this now when I, I'm, I, always, I always scream myself. But if you have those ear pods in your ear, you might want to take them out and just listen without the ear pods because this is, this is tough, tough going. I don't want to blow your eardrums out. I don't want to give anyone tinnitus. Here you go. Oh, sorry. All of
2: sudden, when it's about our students, they challenge it. The corporations challenge it. The student loan lenders challenge it. That is not right. That is not fair. All of a sudden, about?
0: Or- Okay, that was Randy Weingarten. Randy Weingarten. Screaming. Screaming about the student loan cancellation. By the way, once again, Democrats hate the Constitution. The Constitution states that when it's a money situation, the Congress controls the purse. Not the president. The president, I know Democrats think the president's dictator. The, the Democrats think the, lead, the, legislate, the, the the executive is a dictator, governor, mayor, president, whatever it may be. The executive branch is the dictatorial branch. It's not the way it works. But the Democrats hate the Constitution, so they don't care anyway. But anyway, this whole student loan debt cancellation, whether you agree with or disagree with it, I totally disagree with it, belongs in Congress. Congress can decide such a thing not the president. The president just wave a magic wand and make money come or make money go. It's it's problematic. It's problematic. So it's unconstitutional. That's that's the bottom line. Said, forget about whether you think it's right to cancel debt. This, this is not the issue, whether you think it's right to cancel debt or not right to cancel debt. That's not the issue. That could be a debate. As Congress is debating it, we can debate it here. But it's not for the president to decide. And Nancy Pelosi herself said, in 2021, constitutionally it's for Congress, not the president. The president doesn't, Nancy Pelosi said herself, shortly after Joe Biden took office when this was an issue, the president can't do this unilaterally, okay? Of course, she's changed her tune since then because she's, you know, worthless and her her word means nothing. But here's Randy Weingarten. This This is the, once again, the irony of irony. Here's Randy Weingarten saying that she cares about students. The woman who only cares about herself her own popularity, her own image, her own pocketbook, and the teachers' union. Once again, she represents the teachers' union, not the students' union. And unfortunately, as we've seen over the last three years, the teachers' union hates students. They hate students. They don't care about students. She's full of shit. She was for closing schools for two fucking years and setting kids back. When, they, when the schools were going to give the teachers everything they wanted, masks which of course they shouldn't have agreed to once again you you have to start saying no to these nutty liberals not yes but they were going to say yes to masking yes to filtration systems everything the teachers union asked for they were going to give them and still they didn't want to come back they wanted to do it from home in the comfort of their own home now of course for selfish reasons obviously either they were hypochondriacs and afraid of dying which was never the case because kids are not in danger of getting it or spreading it or the fact that they were just lazy a lot of them were just lazy. They got used to doing this from home. They didn't want to go back, so they wanted to postpone going back to clo- school and opening the schools as long as they could. And she is basically the voice for this teachers' union and the teachers. And she kept students out of schools when she was being told over and over again how destructive it would be. Kids were getting, kids were getting depressed. Kids were killing themselves. Kids were contemplating killing themselves. We've heard parents say their kids took fentanyl and overdosed. Because they were so fucking depressed, they thought they were getting some other pill, and they got fentanyl, and they died. Okay? So she killed kids. Just like Fauci killed people, she killed kids. She killed children. And now she has the fucking nerve to say, oh, how much she cares about children, and it's the Supreme Court that doesn't care about children? Ugh, what a despicable person. A totally despicable woman. And she was screaming like a fucking lunatic. Yes, yes. Yes, that was an ad for homeschooling. I don't want kids, but if I had them, I'd put them into, I'd do whatever I had to do to put them into private school or to homeschool them. I would not put them into any school that is run by this wretched person who cared nothing, cared nothing about kids for two years and has the nerve now to say she cares. When the real answer, as we know, once again, the liberals don't care about the real answer. The real answer is you have to cut back. You have to make laws which limit the interests on these debt on these loans. That's 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 how you that's how you kick this in the balls. You don't let them charge these ridiculous interest rates. Then people won't be in debt forever. They're in debt because of interest rates. That's why, because they're paying interest for years and years and years, not the principal interest. So make them cut the interest rates. If you really want to do some real legislation, once again, Congress, the legislature, as the Constitution provides, they are the ones. And they can, and they've talked, I've heard the Republicans talking about this, making those interest rates, capping it or getting rid of it altogether, and making it more affordable for people to go to school. Just canceling the student debt for a few people. And then these interest rates continue. And all they're going to do, these companies, is raise the interest rates more. Because they're allowed to. It's the interest rates that kill everyone. Not the loans. People take out loans for everything. And the deal is you take out a loan. you, you It's a contract. You pay it off. If you don't want... And who's paying for the student debt? Once again, I don't want to get totally into it now, the idea of if it's right or wrong to cancel it, but who's going to pay for it? We are. The people who decided not to go, not to spend money on these great colleges, who maybe went into trade school, who became plumbers. They have to pay for the other people who decided they wanted to go to great schools and took out loans. Their decision, their personal responsibility. So you're going to make the lower income people once again, who gets who gets hurt by the most who gets killed by this? The lower income people, the blue collar worker. Because it's their taxes that are going to go to paying this off. You don't just wave a magic wand and the debt goes away. Someone pays for it. Someone pays for it. Whether it's in the micro with your own finances or the macro of this thing here, like student debt loan. And who gets, once again, who's the one who suffers the most? Like with COVID, like with everything. It's the lower class. It's the people the Democrats say they care about the most. The lower class, the blue collar worker, the brown and black people. They're the ones who get fucked in the end. Not the wealthy people. So, yeah, I'm against this student loan cancellation debt. But it belongs in Congress. And if Congress makes a law one way or the other, so be it. We cannot allow the executive to be dictator anymore. Executive as dictator must end. The executive saying, I cancel this... You're getting this money. I cancel this money. You wear a mask. You get the vaccine. That shit has to end. That's not democracy. That's fascism. That's dictator. Dictatorial. I always sound like I'm saying some bad word when I say that. (laughs) And so Randy Weingartner, as usual is full of shit performance It's all performance art, baby. These are these are all performance artists. They're all performance artists. It reminds me. And I'll end on this. By the way, tomorrow, I want everyone to listen. Not for the not not because I'm going to talk about politics. We we'll have a review film review. No, everyone should listen tomorrow. There's a Friday show where I'll talk about more current events and whatever is on your mind. If you want to call in, talk about whatever you want. Uh, but at the end of the show, I will have my Friday night film review. And it's going to be a big one. It's Creed three. Creed three tomorrow night, but this reminds me of that. What performance art? It reminds me of that scene, a great scene in the great film, one of the Hitchcock's greatest, arguably his greatest film, *North by Northwest*, where uh, you know they they kidnap Cary Grant and they they throw James Mason and his uh, and his uh, people throw uh, force him, you know alcohol down his throat and and they want him to make it look like a suicide and make him go over a cliff. And he's able to survive it. And he goes back the next day and everything is cleaned up. And the maid answers the door. He has the police with him. And, and, and the maid pretends that uh, that he was just at a party and he got drunk. And they told him not to drink. And he got drunk. And it was all his fault. Uh, and I just remember that line that, uh, <laughs> that Carrie Grant has after she does her shtick. He says, oh, what a performance. Well, that's what this is. This is, this is just performance art. It's all simple performance art. They don't believe a word of it, these people. It's like Bernie with his anti-capitalism shit, and he charges $100 and makes millions of dollars on a book because of capitalism. People have to finally fucking wake up in this country. We have snake oil salesmen that run things, and they push this snake oil on us. When they're living high off the, see, they. this is what they do. They live high off the hog, but they tell us that we can't, we shouldn't. We should be, we should, we, we belong in our place and we should feel guilty if we want what they have. That's the whole game. That's the whole game, baby, of these socialists. They want to live high off the hog, but say to us that if we want to attain that or better, we're selfish and we should feel bad. They are charlatans. They're fake. They're phonies. They're frauds, all of them, frauds. And on that note, I think we've talked about. I've covered many, many issues. There were there were a lot of issues today. And uh, Daniel called, and I going to Tim has been there, uh, and uh, Greg, and um, once again, tomorrow is a Friday night show. And it's the end of the week. We'll wrap things up. We'll talk about whatever else is going. By the way, that murder thing, I just, I just saw it. Mr. Murder, Murder, who's guilty of murder. Uh, very quick. Not only was the jury only three hours, but the sentencing in South Carolina is the next day. I mean, I've seen sentencing like weeks or months later, right? They get it done quick in South Carolina, baby. Quick justice in South Carolina in the home of Lindsey Graham. Um, Tomorrow. So tomorrow, Friday will be the sentencing. So we'll have that to talk about also. What do you think? I think, I think, I think 30 years to life, 30 years to life. That's what I say. Where's the ex- what do the experts say? Let's see what the experts are going to say between now, now and then. Um, the name of this show is at let's be heard. It airs weeknights uh, promptly at 11 PM Pacific at that'd be 2 AM uh, Eastern time. And, um, so I will see you right back here again uh, tomorrow night. But until then, this is Mike Gachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.